0: You're listening to AIB Market Talk, bringing you financial market insights from AIB's experts.
1: Hello and welcome to our AIB Market Update on the 17th of October, 2023. I'm John Heffernan from our AIB Customer Treasury team, and I'm joined this week by AIB's Senior Economist, John Fahey, to discuss the outlook on interest rates and the impact on currency markets. John, not unusual for our podcast, let's start with the interest rate side of things. Um where's the market focus this year has been all about when the hikes are going to stop? We're now seeing a bit of stickiness happening in terms of the inflation numbers. Can you talk us through what's going on at the moment across the three major currencies, please?
0: Yeah. So uh, as you say there, uh, that stickiness in inflation, I suppose, has been uh, present for a good while when you look at underlying core inflation. But, you know, to keep it uh, very precise on the interest rate, it's kind of around the theme now of, of higher for longer uh, and that's been a key factor in you know movements in financial markets over the last number of weeks uh, we've seen both bond and equity markets come under some downward pressure in what has been uh, fairly volatile trading uh, because markets are, are preoccupied about interest rates as you say there the attention was you know how higher rates going to go and then the focus had shifted to be when is uh, the first rate could come in but now there's been a bit of a, a shift in focus or at least The thematic approach to it is now very much higher for longer because it ties into the point you say there around underlying core inflation in all those economies in terms of the US, the UK and the eurozone uh, is proven sticky. Uh, So markets now are starting to price in uh, rates higher for longer. So it seems that rates are either close to or at their peak uh, across the three main central banks that we focus on in terms of the ECB, the Bank of England, and the Fed, but probably it's 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 just uh, important to recap where we've been over the last couple of weeks because we've had the September meetings from the ECB, the Bank of England, uh, and the Fed. And if you look at the ECB, uh, they increased as expected by 25 base points in September, which brought the deposit rate up to four uh, percent, and that brings a total of 450 base points of of tightening from the ECB since it's commenced tightening last July. Uh, but the comments after the meeting in terms of the press conference suggest that rates may have peaked. Now, obviously, the European Central Bank President Lagarde aren't going to come out and explicitly say that because they need to allow themselves some flexibility. Uh, but if you look at what's priced into markets, futures contracts uh, would share that view too, that that rates have peaked. Uh, but if you look out to next year the market's not expecting you know rate cuts from the ecb till the second half of the year Uh, and even then fairly modest rates are still at three and a half percent by the end of of 24 so there's your higher for longer you know rates may come down next year uh, but they're still going to remain uh elevated Uh, So then we just turned to the Bank of England, a bit of a surprise in September that they didn't increase interest rates. They left them at 5.25%. And that was, you know, followed 14 previous meetings where they had consecutively increased rates. Now, they did indicate a willingness to increase rates further. uh, And if you look at what markets are expecting, you mentioned market expectations, John, at the start, you know, markets are pricing around a 60% chance that the BUE may hike again. You know, there's roughly 25 base points priced in but it's not fully priced into the first quarter uh, of next year uh, so that would bring rates up to five and a half percent and rates are then seen back around five percent by the end of 2024 so again you know that's the higher for longer you know another rate hike potentially next year from the bank of england's what markets expecting? and only very modest rate cuts by the end of the year uh, and similarly when you look at the fed uh Fed was no huge surprise in September. They didn't increase rates. They left them in their target range of five and a quarter, five and a half, which could kind of term it as a hawkish hold. Uh, Their dot plot, which is their interest rate projections, uh, did show uh, another rate increase, uh, with the move which would move the target range up to five and a half to five point seven five so when you look at the dots though in terms of the fed 's guidance for twenty four and twenty five you know by the end of twenty five in their dot plot they still have rates in around four and a half to four point seven five percent and they highlight the data dependent nature uh, of any decision uh, and you know markets are there 's been a bit of volatility in the last week, so but markets are attaching around a thirty percent probability. Uh, to another rate hike from the fed so there's nothing fully priced in there uh but again uh, where you are market pricing you know by the end of 24 markets of rates maybe at, back at four and a quarter, four and a half to four point75 percent range uh, the fed themselves you know have it slightly higher but again it's that You know, thematic uh, approach that looks as if where markets are focused on now of higher for longer. So, all those three central banks, in terms of their own guidance and what markets are expecting, is very much a higher for longer. So, you know, rates are either at their peak or are close to it. uh, But the degree of rate cuts over the next two years is 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 much more uh, modest uh, compared to where we were uh, previously, Uh, and that's back to your point at the start
1: around uh, inflation uh, proven. Sticky, And John, I'm going to use the recent kind of traffic in U.S. bond yields to move us on to a look at the currency side of the house, um, where it has kind of been relative shifts in expectations this year. So I'm going to predicate it by saying that we saw last week the yields fluctuate a bit in the States and we saw the dollar move in sync, if you want, um, with what was going on with dollar yields. Can you speak to us a little bit about what impact those yields and obviously the interest rate side of the house that you're speaking to above is impacting on dollar in particular, but the current with the currencies in general?
0: Yeah, well what you're alluding to there, John, is obviously interest rate differentials. Uh, and one thing we've seen since uh, I suppose if you think of it around since mid-July is the dollar has made significant ground against all currencies. Uh, you know, we've had euro-dollar testing below that, that 105 level in the last couple of weeks. Uh, and the reason for that is is that, uh, you know, the U.S. economy has has proved, uh, you know, surprised at the upside of expectations this year. Uh, and at the same time, underlying inflation in the U.S. has proven sticky. So there's been a reassessment of that interest rate outlook uh, for the Fed, whereas previously uh, the market uh, would have been expecting and pricing in much more extensive rate cuts from the Fed uh, through 2024 into 2025, uh, as we talked about there. The extent of rate cuts that's now priced in over the next two years is is, is much lower. Uh, so that's that's added a uh, support to the dollar. Uh, and then what you're seeing too is a bit more volatility on markets to data because you know Mark, all the central banks continue to emphasise that they're now in uh, data watching, data dependent mode. Uh, And that will inform the decision. So they're no longer giving forward guidance. Uh, And you referenced their recent data. And last week, we saw an example of that with the US CPI data, uh, which, you know, there wasn't a huge surprise versus the ups, uh, but it did surprise slightly to the upside of expectations, but it wasn't drastically different. But we did see an immediate impact uh, on markets. Uh, Whereas, uh, you know, we had seen uh, the US uh, Treasury curve, uh, you know, flattening Prior to that, uh, we did see a steepening. In, in other words, you know, the higher for longer uh, mantra was getting further built into the curve there, uh, and we saw you know yields uh, you know rising in the immediate aftermath of that, and then we saw the impact on the dollar. Uh, we saw you know euro dollar go back below the one oh five level because earlier in the week, in the uh, week, euro dollar had got above one oh six, traded to high of one oh six four. With yields moving lower, but immediately after that CPI release, uh, but generally what we've seen over the last couple of months uh, is a move higher uh, in yields. And in fact, if you if you kind of just want to look at it uh, since the start of the year, right across the board, you know, uh, bond yields uh, are higher, which is just reflective of that uh, higher for longer in terms of the interest rate outlook. If you look at the UK. Uh, The policy-sensitive two-year yield is up over 100 basis points since the start of the year. Uh, The U.S. two-year treasury yield is up 60 basis points Uh, And the German two-year yield is up 40 basis points since the start of the year. So that just shows you what's been happening uh, in markets and in yields where the market uh, and the guidance from central banks that markets are interpreting is that, you know, okay, we may see rate cuts next year. uh, But over the next two years, the degree of rate cuts is going to be much smaller than previously envisaged. Uh, and then we've seen that reflective in, in yields moving higher, and that has helped to to underpin the dollar. Uh, and as you say, in terms of where we are level-wise with euro-dollar, you know, running around the 105 trading uh, in early this week, uh, you know, Dollar uh, against sterling cable is in or close to that 121 to, to 122 range. So we have seen kind of a level change in, in the dollar against a raft of other currencies. And we even saw it last week against the yen, that interest rate differential play out, uh, where dollar-yen tested that uh, you know key level of, of, of 150, which is the level where previously the Bank of Japan would have intervened.
1: And John, if we look at the euro-sterling pair, through the prism of the week ahead, because we are looking at a that a heavy kind of week in um for this in GBP world, and um, we also obviously have a lot of Fed speakers out this week as well. Um, what do you think is going to go on with Euro GBP? And can I ask you, do you think there's any potential for a change of policy to come out of the Fed speakers this week, which might kind of shift things around, um, in both the cable and in the euro dollar?
0: Well, I suppose uh, in terms of the data week, as you say, it's, it's, it's a big data week for the UK uh, with uh, CPI uh, data out uh, as well as uh, labour market data. Uh, so, you know, that's two of the key releases which make the currency pair or make sterling uh, sensitive. We have have seen previously sterling react uh, to CPI releases, uh, which have tended to surprise the upside of expectations. So if you did see a, a kind of data that's consistent uh, with uh, another rate hike, then you would expect maybe that to offer some support uh, to sterling. Uh, as we said, when we talked around the interest rate outlook and what's priced in, the market is attaching around a 60% probability to another rate hike from the Bank of England. So this week, if you saw CPI data, inflation numbers surprising to the upside of expectations, or if you saw wage growth uh, in terms of the batch of labor market figures that are out uh, showing upward pressure, uh, then that could be supportive. of uh, of of the currency uh, because it would feed through into interest rate expectations uh, and also what's happening in terms of uk gilt yields but what i would say just in terms of that pair euro sterling uh, okay it's been a bit volatile over the last while but still since uh, really the start of 2021 the pair has been in an 83 to 90p trading range so you know compared to where we were previously dealing with the uncertainty around brexit and all that uh, the trading range in, in euro sterling has been Uh, fairly narrow and in the last couple of weeks you know it's been stuck in an 86 to 87p trading range but if you did get some data this week from the uk uh, that suggested that uh, you know an increased firming of uk rate expectations that could put a bit of momentum uh, back in sterling you could see the euro sterling pair trade back down below 86p back close to 85, but really we've been in a fairly narrow 86 to 87 P trading range. And I suppose our outlook uh, for Euro sterling would be for a continuation of that. You know, we'd have a a trading range uh, out through to the end of the year uh, in terms of Euro sterling of 84 to 90 P. So that would give you a midpoint in around 87 P over the next couple of quarters. Uh, From Fed speak, what we've seen over the last while is less hawkish uh, comments from a raft of Fed speakers in the last two weeks, really, uh, which seems to suggest uh, in terms of uh, their commentary that they're happy that market financing conditions are tightening uh, already without the need for any further uh, rate increases from the Fed. So a number of Fed speakers have already noted that uh, financing conditions in the market are are some way doing the job uh, of a rate increase from the Fed rather than having to implement another rate increase. So it would be interesting to see this week if that does materialize because up to that CPI data the last day, what we had seen was the dollar give up a little bit of gains against the euro and the sterling because the Fed was sounding less hawkish. I talked earlier that we did get up to a high of 1064 Uh, in euro dollar last week. Now, obviously, once the CPI data surprised the upside in the US, we saw the reactive nature of markets uh, and the euro dollar uh, start to move lower because the dollar gained ground on that upside surprised inflation. Uh, But if we get a continuation of the kind of communication we've been getting from the Fed over the last week or so, which lessens the possibility Uh, or the probability of another rate hike, uh, then that could weigh a little bit on the dollar this week, because that's what we've seen over the last two weeks when the Fed speak has been less hawkish. We've seen the dollar a little bit softer. Uh, But overall, where we are level-wise, the dollar still is holding the upper hand if you think we're close to 105 and in a 121 to 122 range in the last day or so against cable.
1: And John, 104 remains probably uh, psychologically at least a very big level in terms of your dollar um, do you think there's anything that's going to push it that way or are you happy enough with the general view of the of the house at the moment that we expect your dollar to probably push up slightly towards your end? Well, you,
0: 104, not just psychologically, but historically is, is a crucial support level uh, because when this has given way in the past, it's triggered a fall to parity. Uh, in euro dollar so you know what could push us below that level well if you got further strong us data are uh, the fed hiking before the end of the year that could result in a major test of that uh, 104 level but in the immediate week ahead in terms of what's due out uh, you know you well you can't rule it out you wouldn't be attaching a, a, a you know this week in terms of the calendar uh, you know, a key thing to it. Uh, as I said, it, it'd be a batch of much stronger than expected US data uh, and the Fed uh, hiking rates before the end of the year. And if anything, what we've heard from the Fed speakers over the last couple of weeks has reduced the likelihood uh, of another rate hike from the Fed. And as I said earlier, you know the market's just attaching a 30% probability to that. So I think uh, that's what would need to, to first really test that level uh, would be uh, you know, continued batch of strong U.S. data, especially on the inflation front, uh, and then the Fed hiking before uh, the end of the year. Uh, but, you know, one thing you have to look at too is where the market's positioned on the dollar. Uh, so the market's no longer short the dollar. So because of that, even if it did test below it, it might not sustain a breach of that 104 level. Uh, but as we look ahead to next year, you know, the timing and scale of any monetary policy easing, either from the ECB or the Fed, would be the key driver, of the euro dollar rate uh, in, in next year uh, in terms of the timing and, and the magnitude of that. But it, for the immediate week ahead and a couple of weeks uh, into the end of the year, uh, I think, you know, it would take a rate hike uh, from the Fed probably to sustain a breach below that 104 level.
1: Okay, John, that's very interesting. Um, I think we'll wrap up the podcast there. There's been a lot in it. There's a lot going on. Um, many thanks, as always, for the comprehensive update. And a big thanks, indeed, to all our listeners for joining us on our podcasts. And as always, to stay informed on what's going up with latest market developments, please subscribe to AIB's Market Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, and good luck.
0: Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Banks PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. AIB NI is a trademark used under license by AIB Group UK PLC.